Good evening, dear friend. Thank you so much for allowing us to be in your home this evening. Today, Saturday, August 15th, 2020, 8 p.m. in the East Coast, 7 p.m. here in Glorious, Texas, 5 p.m. in the West Coast, we are going to talk about a topic very, very important. The Bible is not wrong. It's the opposite. The Bible is right. That is what we are going to discuss today with you. We hope to have a wonderful time and we thank you for connecting with Victory Church. In the following minutes, you will have the opportunity to find out great information about the Bible. And if you are wondering what is this all about, is this is all about the Lord Jesus. Jesus is Lord in our hearts. Today, August 15, the topic is the Bible is not wrong. And we want to invite you to join us in this study. If you are interested in connecting with Victory Church, the email address is on the screen, info at vchurch.us, which is the website, vchurch.us. Phone number is 432-614-9798. You are free to connect with us and give us a thumbs up or write a comment here on social media. That will be lovely if you can help us with that. Our podcast is growing so far over 329 episodes. You can find great information there, encouraging messages, music, great stuff. All these videos that we broadcast constantly are being transformed into audio podcasts that you can find when you are on the go, when you are on the road, you don't need to use a lot of data. You can just play the podcast. Giancarlo's podcast is the way to go. But what about the audiobooks? Let me show you the titles of our books. Unmask, Inadequate, Tears of Joy, Survive. Those are the first four. One year later, Frankie, Made to Win, year 2064. Visit mygiancarlo.com. You will have wonderful entertainment there. We hope that you will take advantage of it. Now, if you are wondering about Victory Church, this is what I have for you. Sundays at 10 a.m. here at Victory Church. Don't miss the service. Come and join us every week from from. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, you will watch one encouraging message here in our broadcast. But speaking about the broadcast, we are now running a fundraiser. We are looking for $5,000 to purchase new equipment. As you can see on the screen, we have tons of equipment, cameras, computers, and all that, but we need to improve our quality of videos and that's why we are raising five thousand dollars as you can see also our youtube channel has almost four thousand subscribers and over twenty thousand views per month in all platforms we need your help if you want to help us go to the website bchurch.us forward 
forward slash give on your browser, vcharge.us forward slash give on your computer or on your phone. Or if you prefer to give through a text message, the number is 432-268-0007 and choose fundraiser for the funds. Thank you so much for your support. And here we are today with the important topic. The Bible is not wrong. So many people have said things about it and they don't know what they are talking about. We know what we are talking about. We are talking about God's word and you need to understand more about it. But let me take you to passages of the scripture that will tell you amazing things. We read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the book of Exodus chapter 34, verse 28. Moses stayed in Mount Sinai with the Lord for 40 days and nights. Moses did not eat any food or drink any water. And he wrote the Ten Commandments on the, on the two stone tablets. There you go. Those are facts, my friends. Now you probably are thinking, how is it possible that, number one, this guy Moses could go to a place and survive without water and without food for 40 days. How is it possible? Well, so many people have trouble to accept that. You know, science tells us that uh, it's not ideal to not having any food or any water for any number of days. Biblically, we know this as uh, fasting. The Lord Jesus did the same thing. And uh, personally, I have practiced fasting as well. Many, many people that have fasted in their lives, they know that there is a huge impact in their spiritual life when they fast. Now, there are individuals talking about fasting candy, fasting cake, fasting, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, it's just a way of saying, I'm not going to eat candy or I'm not going to drink my soda for five days for a week. And they call that a fast. You know, they fast those things. Um, it's their deal. But no, fasting is basically the, the fact that you do not eat. Okay? Personally, I have practiced this for over three days. No food. Only water. Only water. For three days. Now, it was very difficult, but I, I, I got used to the practice of fasting. It was part of the training as a minister, uh, among many other things. It's not about sacrificial things, you know, it's not about sacrifices. Don't get, don't get me wrong, but certainly as a minister, you need to be trained in many areas, and fasting is necessary for, for a minister to understand that the Spirit comes first before the flesh. Now, there are examples, like here we have Moses fasting for 40 days, which is an outstanding example of that. There, there are mysteries in the Bible. They are. One of those mysteries is how Moses could survive 40 days without food and water how he could do that, or the Lord Jesus. 
Those are mysteries. But the Lord can feed a person when he is a chosen one. Now we are talking about something that many people have no idea what we are talking about. Being a chosen one. A chosen one for certain things. To, to perform a particular function in the history of humankind is not the average guy. You know, it's not the average person. Moses obviously was special. He received great training in Egypt. He was a Jew being born in the house of Pharaoh. You know part of the story. But let me tell you this. In order to be a chosen one like Moses or we ministers, it requires something special from God in our lives. It's not for everybody. I hate to tell you that, but no, we are chosen ones. And the Lord has a reason why he does that with certain people. In the case of Moses, it was so divine, the calling that the Lord had for him, that he not just, the Lord not just spoke with Moses in this mount, Sinai, but also told him, how to write the Ten Commandments on this stone tablet. How did that happen? I cannot tell you, my friends. There are mysteries, I told you earlier. But the fact is that it, they were written in those two stone tablets. The Word of God. Now, you are wondering, well, what if... Why don't we talk a little bit more about this origin of the Bible? Because, you know, I understand, according by the readings of Genesis, that there is, a, an, there is a guy named Adam, the first one created, and then Noah and Abraham. I, I want to know more about it. What, what's the story with these guys? Well, all, all their stories are written in the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. book that was written by Moses. Moses received that because they, they were stories that were repeated one generation after the other. Adam spoke with his descendants and told them about the creation. And on and on until Noah. And then Noah, when he lived the experience of the flood, he passed the experience to his descendants, till Abraham. And the story continued, you know, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, eventually slaves in Egypt, when finally Moses was born. Moses, highly educated, being raised in the house of Pharaoh. At that point, there were manuscripts. Papyrus was a material. is made out of a plant. It's a material similar to paper. And they were using different other methods like skins. And they used different methods with ink coming from different uh, spices and vegetables and stuff like that. And they were just using them to write. And Moses, who was highly trained, 
in the house of Pharaoh. He had a great mind. He heard the stories. He understood the stories. And he was called by God. He was the first one writing all these details. And you know, through the whole history of the Old Testament, as the Bible is describing what happened after Moses and then Joshua conquering the promised land and then the judges and then after the judges we have the, the kings till the point where the Lord Jesus was born. All that was transcribed time after time, time after time by individuals. They're, they're solely, their whole purpose was to transcribe those holy manuscripts. Let me show you something here in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. When Herod the king heard the wise men asking, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? He was troubled. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired then where the Christ was to be born. They told him, for so it is written by the prophet of Bethlehem in the land of Judah. From you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Clearly here in this passage we see that they were manuscripts. And individuals very knowledgeable about what was written. Because for, for the Jewish people, especially those who were involved in the process of transcribing and repeating. That was essential. Now you are wondering, what about the languages? Why so many languages? Well, you know that in, in the chapter 11, we have this fabulous story about what happened when they got all together and they wanted to build a tower. And the Lord said, mm -mm, no. Something happened that made everyone start to speak a particular language. All the languages started there. And of course, there was an evolution, a development of the languages. Among the Jews, the original language was Aramaic. And they were transcribing those manuscripts, the scribes. They were the guys. Their job was exactly that. And they were copying. Basically, they were 24-7 copying the manuscripts in different kind of materials, from papyrus to skin, many, many rolls. The history has proven all this. So the stories that were told to Moses through generations, you know, from Adam to Noah to Abraham to the patriarchs, all the way through Moses until they started writing in papyrus and all that, all those stories were copied time after time by the scribes. Until today, when we have access to publishing houses that they legally, they presented 
requests in the particular offices to own the rights of those transcriptions, of those interpretations from Aramaic to Hebrew, from Greek, and even some copies in Latin, to bring it to the languages as we speak today, like English, Spanish, Italian, German. There are many versions of the Bible today. Every publishing house has its own version, his own interpretation of this particular passage. There is nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's up to each publishing house to decide how to word it. They have the right. They have scholars going to the original manuscripts and bringing the interpretation of what the Bible says. And they have the right, because they own those rights, to publish their Bible version the way that they consider is the best. And there is nothing wrong with that. And as a result of that, we just have now access to dozens of versions of the Bible, not just hard copy, but amazingly digitally. And all what we see is the beauty of the message of God. The beauty of the Word of God that comes to us today in a very simple way, in a very easy way to comprehend His message, His main message. Now, if you're wondering, okay, and what is that message? Well, let's, let's read John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That is the message, my friend. There is only one message coming from heaven. And what is that message? Is that the Lord loves the world. That is the main message of the Bible. From the beginning, the creation, the redemption, the second coming of the Lord Jesus, heaven. What is the message of the Bible? Why so many people get confused about that message when the message is so simple? Is it possible that maybe the problem for you is God? Is God a problem in your life? Is that it? Because the message is very simple. It's one message. God Loves you. Do you have a problem with that? Because let's face it. Facts are all over the world. Proving that the word of God is legitimate. Is real. Is authentic. We feel it in our hearts. There is no contradiction. There are mysteries. It's different. But there is no contradiction. People wonder about things like the multiplication of the bread and the fish that the Lord Jesus did. How come he could walk on the waters? What about Elijah? What about Jonah? Really? Really three days and a big fish? <laughs> Lazarus. Many other examples. Paul, who was blind, and suddenly he could come back 
to the world of the ones that can see by a miracle of prayer. Many miracles, many mysteries. Yes, I understand that. But in all, throughout the whole scripture, there is one, excuse me, one message. <coughs> Forgive me. One message. What is that message? That God loves you. God loves you, my friend. Maybe the problem that you have with the Bible is not the Bible itself. Maybe, maybe the problem you have is you have a problem with God. Have you ever thought about it? That maybe that is your issue? Maybe that is the reason why you are so against the Bible. It's not the Bible. It's not the church. It's not the pastors or the preaching. Maybe your issue is God. You are mad at God. You don't want to believe in Him. You don't want to submit to Him. You don't want to obey Him. You don't want to accept the gift of salvation. You don't want to surrender to Him and admit that He is the creator of heaven and earth. Maybe that's the problem, but I have something to tell you. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. Eternity is a long time to be wrong, my friend. It's possible that maybe you are making an issue about the Bible, about the pastors, about the church, about many things, but maybe your main issue is something between you and God. While the main message of the Bible is one, is that God loves you. And that is what we preachers need to continue sharing with the community. And you know what? I, I admit it. Sometimes we preachers, we just confuse people. And I'm talking not me personally. We, as a group of preachers, we confuse people. Because we make things so complicated for people. While our job should be to make things simple to people so people can understand the scripture. Our job as ministers is to find out the truths in the Bible and present those truths to you in a simple way. Explain to you the scripture. What is the difference between this and that? Epistle and apostle. You know, some people telling jokes say that the epistle is the wife of the apostle. It is not. The epistle is a letter. The apostle is the messenger. Things like that. But when we want to complicate the thing, which some preachers love to complicate things and make it so difficult to people, it's understandable why so many people are upset and mad that they don't want to, to know anything, at a, anything about it. They say, you know what? It's just... Too much for me. Too many problems, too many issues, too many churches, too many preachers. And they all think that they are right. And they are attacking each other. Of course you are confused and you are upset for those things. I will be too. But you know when I stopped all that? When I thought the message the Bible has is one. God is love, that God loves me. 
That's why he sent his son Jesus for me. That is why the, the Bible is being presented to me today via preachers or via written messages. God loves you. If you are mad at God for something that happened to you when you were a kid, because your parents die, died when you were young or you never met your parents, you are adopted, you were abandoned, perhaps your previous spouse died in an accident or an illness, or you lost a child, or you lost something so valuable to you and you are blaming God for those things, that is the reason why the Bible could be an issue for you. And you are making an issue of that while the main problem is that you are mad at God. But you know what? He has done nothing wrong to you. The Lord has done nothing wrong to you. Neither the Bible. Maybe one preacher here or there has said or done something wrong to you. It's possible. But the good Lord? No, my friend. The Bible? No, my friend. The Bible is not wrong. God is not wrong. You are wrong. And remember this. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. Don't make that mistake. Surrender. Accept what the Lord has for you as a free gift. The gift of salvation. And if you are wondering, how can I do that? Well, listen to me. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 declares, If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. That's all that is required. It's just to believe that there is a gift of salvation. The Bible is not wrong. God is not wrong. The preaching of the gospel of the, new, of the great news of our Lord Jesus Christ is not wrong. This preaching is not wrong to you. The love of God is not wrong. Accept it. Take it. Stop fighting against God. Stop fighting against the Bible. Stop fighting against church. Stop it. Surrender. Receive that gift and say, okay, I'm going to start all over again. Great attitude. That is the right thing to do, especially in a Saturday night. And you are wondering, why is it special to start my life in a Saturday night? Well, because tomorrow you have the opportunity to join us in church. Tomorrow is a great opportunity. And if you are wondering what's next, what's next is to get baptized. Get into the waters to get baptized. And feel free to join us here in Victory Church tomorrow at 10 a.m. If you are not able to come, join us online. We invite you to come August 16th. And enjoy the service here with Victory Church. Now, I was telling you earlier about our fundraiser. We are interested in improving our equipment for our broadcast, and we need $5,000. If you can help us, please, using your phone, going to your browser, vchurch.us forward slash give, or text 432 268 
0.0007. We will appreciate your help. Somebody needs to hear that the Bible is not wrong. Help us to share the message. Thank you so much, and we wish you a beautiful night. Thank you night. for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us, and our phone number is 432-614-9798.